Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Matrix Breakers. Today, we have Melanie Jaramillo. That's a great name, by the way. Hispanic as it can get. I mean, if you can get a good challenge, uh, definitely. That's a J, by the way. Lots of people listening to this may not even know about Hispanic last names or how that goes. But uh, she's from San Antonio, Texas. And me and her just got to know each other as well. We've actually had only one phone conversation, but she's been connected with my mom before. And if anybody knows my mom, that my mom kind of gets around in the modeling world and in the fashion world. So Melanie has kind of floated around in that world as well. So that's how me and her are connected. And I've noticed something about Melanie in particular, and I'm gonna get into her and we're gonna talk about her too, or let her share about herself. But she's had these amazing videos just inspiring people and, you know, doing such great work on social media and being playful and fun and totally genuine. So we've been reaching out to each other and I totally wanted her to come on the podcast and bring a little bit of light and brightness to some of the more, you know, stoic topics that we get into on this podcast. So I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you so much. That was a great introduction. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the internet. Are you, can you hear me? Yes. No, you're perfect. You're perfect. Okay, Tell perfect. us a little bit about yourself. Like introduce yourself a little bit. Of course. So I have a real estate license out here in Texas, but I um, currently work for a construction company. It sounds all like, you know, businessy, but that's not really what I really would like to see myself in the end of the in the day, I want to be somebody that um, gets into motivational speaking, not because it's like just easy to do. It's actually really hard and draining to constantly come up with content and reach out to people, take their energy and flip it. Like, but I'm such a people's person that I'm just so passionate about in that field. And like you said um, on my Instagram, I've been creating a lot of videos, not for myself, but to reach an audience that can relate to me in a sense where maybe you don't know exactly what you want to be in life, but you know, you want to be more. And so I'm kind of that person that's on social media saying, Hey, I'm with you. Watch me do what I'm saying. I'm doing, see what works with me, relay it to your life, see if it works and let's do it together. Kind of like a team. Like I'm that friend that your mom would want you to have in your life pretty right, much. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's really, that's really important. And how old are you now? I'm 24, but I want to stay, I, I almost want to be like, I'm just 21, like forever. I just want to be. Yeah, 21. everybody is like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. interesting you say that because it's cool that you're still a little bit early on in the journey. And, and you said it perfectly, which is what Gary Vaynerchuk talks about documenting, not creating, which is this, this difference where just document your life and go through your life and just sort of the ups and the downs, you know, yeah. and just share openly what's really going on, whether it's through your Instagram stories or through yeah. your IGTV or YouTube or some, some other kind of, you know, means of communicating. And so what you said, I think is really cool is that you're on this journey of growth and you want people to join you. You know, you're not this perfect person that is all this glam and, and has everything and is, is able to, you know, pump out t five books right now and, you know, can do all this stuff, you know, anything's possible. Yeah. It's just that that's a really, re really reasonable way to start things off, especially in the personal growth world. And so um, one of the things I always ask people on the, on the podcast is kind of what was your red pill moment? And what was that, what was that clarifying 
moment for you that you decided I'm going to make a change. And then from there, it's like a pivot, you know, in basketball, you can pivot and it actually can just change the whole direction of your life. And so for, and and I know there's many usually, but what would you say is one major fundamental red pill moment for you? Wow. I feel like I want to just be totally transparent and just flat out, just even if it's personal, I just kind of want to say it out because probably somebody listening can relate there's been a lot of low points in my life, but, and there's been a lot of pick-me-ups where, you know, like I start reading or just watching motivational things, but I want to say the major red pill that I've had was um, actually during this, this quarantine again, it was like a major, like, boom, like it was a back in, I want to say it was March. It was March. March was when the shutdown happened. Yeah. I was going through, I mean, every, as everybody knows, they're losing their jobs. Things are going hectic. Every, everything is everywhere. feels like no one's prepared. It's just like this whole shock for the world. Um, but even to go further in that, I, I was not believing in myself. I thought that I was not going to be able to do real estate anymore because there's just no way like I'm going to do it and make money. I just started talking so negatively on like how I wasn't going to do anything. And so I thought there was an issue with me because I believed so negatively that I wasn't capable at some point that I even had my mom. So there's, there's this thing that you can have family and people who love you, but they can influence you not in the way, maybe they have good intentions, but sometimes it's negative on you. My mom had convinced me that she thought I was depressed, like actually chemically imbalanced. So I went to the doctors and they said, oh, well, let's start you on to antidepressants. And I was like, all right. So I remember I started that and I just was feeling emotionless, like no feelings. I was like, this is so weird. But they're like, oh, this is good. This is going to make you like clear and clear minded and et cetera. And I met this gentleman who is so into like juicing. I know this sounds so random, but he told me, he was like, you just need to take care of your health, your mind, body, spirit. Do not let other people tell you what's wrong with you or what you need because they don't know. Only you know. So I was reading online. I was like, no, there's no way I could just cut this automatically. There's just no way like you could just believe and I started doubting myself again. I was like, no, you know who you are. So I cold turkey the pills. I started juicing. I started eating. I started exercising. I started every morning affirming like, you don't need this. You are I'm sorry, perfect. but wait, this was all during the, yes. the, this, this March, April, yes. May. Oh, wow. Yes. This was hardcore red pill moment because I said, so, am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, that's right? cool. Okay. I said, fuck <laughs> this shit. I said, I am not, there's nothing wrong with me. I can help myself. I need to literally just eat the foods I need for my brain, my body, my blood flow, everything. Like if I can take care of that, affirm every morning that I am healthy, that I am abundant, that I can do it. Like there's nobody else that's going to affect me and tell me something's wrong. Cause the minute you believe something's wrong with you because someone said something is when things start negatively happening to happening to you. So I don't know. It's just recent. That's why you saw me start doing these videos because I can't imagine how many people are out there that have family or friends or people in their life 
that constantly remind them or make them feel like there's something wrong with them because they're not this way or they have expect expectations on them and they haven't like fulfilled it and just people get so affected and let down by people not being like happy for them you know sometimes people just want to be told like you're doing good it's okay that you're not where you want to be keep going a lot of people just look at you and go maybe it's not for you or you're just probably not made for it or like there's not a lot of good people out there encouraging you mm -hmm. so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing on Instagram. I'm just saying, Hey, I don't think sometimes I can do it, but I'm not going to let that. I, I call it the little bitch voice, the little bitch yep, voice yep. that tells, like <laughs> that tells you. That tells you. Yeah. Fuck you. I'd like, I fight the little bitch voice every morning. I'm like, I can do this. I am not tired. I want to do this. You just want me to be lazy because you're scared. So. I don't anyway. mind naps though. I love naps. I do like that's naps. It. There's a difference. No, that's really <laughs> yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, no, that's great. It's great that, uh, and I think that your story, once again, relates to people, you know, relates to people because a lot of it, that the COVID stuff and everything uh, broke down a lot. And um, that's amazing that you went through that. And then just to, I don't know if it was Amos, that's the one that juiced a lot, that told you about the juicing thing. It wasn't uh, him. It was oh, somebody else. Okay, so but it's, it's not just one person. Life is really funny. It'll start revealing itself to you on what, how to just be better. But sometimes we ignore the signs or we don't think it's there. But when you start opening up your eyes, you realize like this world wants to work for you and with you. Like it's not against you. It's your mind who is mind who is against you. If you truly believe you don't just deserve happiness or wealth or abundance, it's your limited beliefs that stop you from everything. It's not the world on the outside saying you can't. It's you and the inside saying you can. Therefore, you see through your eyes everything that you're projecting and believing. So. Right. You literally had to tune into a different frequency for you to start actually listening because a lot of the times people go through life and there's so many opportunities that are presented, but they don't actually fulfill the opportunity they don't really yeah. they don't see it and then they and if they 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 swear if they saw it you know they would do it um but in many cases people are dealing with their own bs uh yeah. and so it, it stops them from growing but uh with that being said that's really awesome and i'd love to just like be able to transition that into some of the great stuff that you wanted to cover today and yeah. mostly my podcasts are me interviewing and asking all these questions, which I will be. Uh, but in this podcast, I don't have any particular questions to ask Melanie. I wanted Melanie to be able to come on here and just share her heart and then share what she's prepared for people. So, yeah. you know, that's something that I would love for you to do. So let's get to that first yes. topic that you want to hit and then we'll, and then you can relate it all to your life too. So we're always just talking about ourselves in a way, but yeah. Of course. So I kind of wanted to talk on, like, I always speak on the law of attraction, manifestation, affirmations, and the law of action, and how they all play together and are intertwined. A lot of people say, law of attraction, just because you think something doesn't mean it is. Like, people have such a, like, bad taste on it because they think it's just, like, for fun, like, wishful thinking. But there are wrong ways to do it and right ways. So, I wanted to talk on, so pretty much the law of attraction is... I wrote it down on here. It's the belief that the positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into a person's life. So like the thoughts that you think in your head, you will naturally attract it because it's a belief that you have. If you feel like you're going to have a bad day, 
you start looking for things to prove that, that you're right, that it's going to be like, maybe a guy cuts you off. Oh, that's, that's it. That's see, my day's already bad. Or you spill something or you start just like going on a snowball effect. Now the law of attraction is important, but it also equals out with the law of action. A lot of people just think, okay, um, I'm a millionaire and then go to sleep, wake up, do nothing, eat, go to bed. Like, how does that, like, no, like you're, you're pretty much just like trying to, I don't know, you're, you're going to wait for a long ass time if you're just wishful thinking like that. Right. I don't know. And so I, I have an analogy that I wanted to make on it. So, and I, it just came to me yesterday, just like random. I thought of my goals and I thought of, okay, my goals are like, like a storefront with an open light sign on it. And if I'm specific with my goal and I know exactly what it is, life is like a GPS. If you can know exactly what your goal is, write it out, know exactly where you're going. Life will literally direct you straight there because it's mm -hmm. accessible to you. But if you don't know, and you just kind of look at your GPS and say, um, I just want a taco and you type in taco, it's literally going to blow up so many taco areas around like it. You don't, you're like, oh, well, I don't know if I want that or it, it, life doesn't know what you want if you're not specific, right? And mm -hmm. if you can get specific, you can go directly to it. So that's mind blowing to me because I'm already trying this. I'm like writing down things and then like even the next day or like two days ago, like later, it's like in front of me, I have it. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this is like magic. This is not, is this real? And then I think, oh wait, stop saying those things. It is real, it's happening. So with the law of attraction and the law of action, the law of action is obviously a verb. You're needing to physically and emotionally and do things to like train your body into believing the things you want. Because just because I say I want a Range Rover doesn't mean like I'm just going to have it right now. Like it's coming to me. I have to literally start honing down on my goals and saying, okay, I am, I'm going to have this. Um, I'm going to every day do this, 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 and this. I'm going to affirm that I am that, sorry, <laughs> I am that bitch, that I can do it. Yes, yes. There's, just, <laughs> there's a lot of tools that you need to get to where you want to be. And the tools that I wanted to go over was the affirmations and the law of action. Those two connect towards the law of attraction and manifestation because manifestation is creating reality on what it is you want. Now, affirmations is affirming that belief. It's a verb. You're affirming, 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 affirming until boom, it's right, right there. And I'll you mention know? this about it is, uh, so there's a lot to the law of affirmations and these spiritual principles to live your life by that I've learned as well throughout my life. And what I've noticed and picked up is that you were, you are, like I mentioned earlier, when affirming something and being specific about it, you are tuning into it. Uh, and it makes you just think about it just in general, like no esoteric look on it. It just makes you think about it again. And I've done that with like a bed recently. Like I bought my bed today. I bought a new mattress, you know, but you do it all the time. Like what I do though, is I'm very strategic. I don't make impulsive decisions. I actually look at reviews and I study it, but I just reading reviews of like somebody else's experience with this mattress I want, 
I'm like, yeah, dude, that's what's up, you know, blah, blah. And I actually like saved the money to just buy it outright. And so it's just funny how little things like that work. And so you can create your whole life like that um, by affirming large, grandiose things. Mm -hmm. But just by thinking about stuff, you're, or by affirming it, you start to think about it. And people don't realize that there's, there is, of course, you know, affirming it and then action. But definitely in between, I feel, is this strategy. Like you want to land or a, what is my Range Rover? Range Rover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want a Range Rover, right? And so you want to start looking obviously like what, which one do you want? A 2020, a 2025, a 2021. Then you start buying like, okay, well, how much is that? Well, it depends on the bells and whistles. And it's like, well, it's going to be about, you know, $60,000 or whatever. And so then you, you calculate like, and you look on cards.com and you're actually like, you're looking at them in the local area. And not only that, but now you're thinking about it. And then you're like, dude, I'm going to go test drive one, even though I can't afford it go and you test drive it. You're really just like, you're all about it. It's what you're thinking mm -hmm. about. And uh, this also deals with money because then you're like, okay, well, in order to afford something like that, I would need to save at least this much money for a down payment, or I need to, I want to buy it outright. You know, you have to figure that out. It's kind of like, well, that might take a little longer, but you're like, oh, well, I could just, I, I could get the Range Rover, you know, but like have this money down payment. So it's like, well, I'm going to need this much as a down payment. And then, you know, life goes on. And what happens is you'll get a grant from something or something will happen big or you'll make a big sell and something will happen to where you're like, oh, I have to like strategize this money. And what I've noticed is I've gotten like everything that I want in my life. Like I've gotten the car that I want. I've gotten like the business that I want and I've gotten like all the stuff I have now. I live in Colorado. I've moved here. I've done all this stuff using the law of affirmation and just strategizing little yeah. things. And I, I talk about that stuff a lot, but Anyway, that, I think that's really great. And, and it's, it's a big deal. You're right. Law of action is important, you know, but strategizing a plan and then taking action on it, like every single day and becoming obsessed with it because you love it. Cause it's like, not just cause you're yes. trying to attain the goal, but literally because you love the life that you live with what, what, whatever it is that you're doing, you know? Yes. I mean, look at people like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, all of those people, Jeff Bezos, they get obsessed. They like need to do it. They, they like, it's not that failure isn't an option because Mark Zuckerberg talks on how you need to go through a lot of failures in order to succeed. Like there's no getting around failure. Like it's going to happen. You're going to have trips, but that doesn't mean like that's the end of it. If anything, it's the beginning. Keep going, keep going. Um, so for instance, I, I like the way that you talked on the strategy, how like you look at the down payment, you, you physically, you know, with your eyes, see what it is that you're going to be needing. But also, when it comes to the affirmations, I would even say, like, when you figure out the down payment, it's almost saying, I have no idea how I'm going to get this, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get this down payment. Like, mm -hmm. it's going to happen. You're, like, sending you those You got to get the exact number and literally uh -huh. be like, I have, you know, $6,487 mm -hmm. in my bank account for the specific purpose of getting yeah. the Range Rover. Like, it's happening. Like say that over and over and over and over. And mm -hmm. then one day, dude, it'll fucking happen. I have seen that in my life. It is really crazy. But again, you can go through life and, like you said, the map version of it, which is, like, some people don't even know what they want. And let me tell you this. When I talk about the Matrix and all this stuff – so I did a podcast just previously about innovation and how we need to keep it alive. Well, what did I really mean by that? Well, it, there's a full on assault on innovation. You see, because the elites in the world, they, and this is how it's been for, for uh, like first since time began, since human civilization was growing, there was these class systems and in the elite class, they literally believe that the peasant class, the lower classes, 
They just don't know better that there is uh, there's this fundamental belief that the lower classes of life will never be able to create, will never be able to do anything great, that they're already destined, they're predestined to, to be the failures in life that they are because of their class, because of their race, because of their status, because of whatever. These are the elites who believe that yeah. and they still believe that. I'm not, I'm not talking about Jeff Bezos. He's not even an elite. He doesn't even, he's, he's a lightweight compared to who I'm talking about. These people exist because they literally want to squash innovation and they see innovation as threatening. I mean, mm. Amazon was very threatening to the Waltons you yeah. know, so there's all these power structures. And so what we have to do here and what the personal growth world does is we get these like, def, you know, not defibrillators, but I guess what they're going, <laughs> but these, these, this shock that people need yeah. of like, no, you're a human isn't. And NASA did a scientific research project where they found out that 98% of children are creative geniuses, but then that the school system and they, cause they repeated the, uh, sur the uh, not the survey, but the scientific experiment throughout these selected groups throughout their lives every five years. And they noticed that their creative genius and they asked them specific questions, made them solve problems and stuff. Their creative genius got less and less and less as they went through their age and they grew up. And so the thing about that That's is, incredible. yeah, that you, everyone's a creative genius. This is the antithesis of what the elites believe about the planet. They just think that the, the, you know, people are so stupid and they'll just, you know, follow anything, do anything. And that's why it's so funny. It's like, they think that, but they're so scared of us because if we start to learn stuff, I mean, you see the censorship going on, you see all this stuff now that's playing out in the real world. They, they, and then China like doesn't even have internet over there because they're scared of information. So, oh, okay. So if we're so, if we're so stupid and we're losers and humans are just like, you know, this, this off Britain race that doesn't do anything good. Why are you so afraid of us reading books? You know, slaves, mm -hmm. the, the, most, the most defining, you know, moment for any African-American in the day was having a book in their hand. That was not a gun necessarily or, or some kind of weapon, you know, that was still a threat, yeah. but a real threat was somebody who knew how to read. Think Education. about how deep that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so people, when they, and then of course people alleviate that and don't even know what, what they don't even read books after, after college about, I think it was yeah. like 78% of people don't read a single book after college. So uh, it's just, it's just amazing. And so yeah, reiterating the law of, law, law of affirmations and the law of attraction uh, that is, is just, we have to be able to instill that and realize that yeah, actually humans are epic. And we have these chemi yeah. the chemistry of our bodies and our mind can literally create a reality for ourselves mm -hmm. and the and the world around us. So yeah. we're fascinating beings. But we'll go on to your next point too, so that we don't <laughs> no. lose all the time. But yeah, no, no, no. of course. Uh, I guess what I wanted to talk on was you know that the fact that I'm so fascinated with the brain, like it's just it's incredible. I think we talked on it before. I think we only use thirty percent of our brain. I think I probably talked to less you. actually even no, less. we didn't mention we, that we didn't mention that in our conversation but I think it's even less okay yeah so I'm just like reading a lot of books on neuro linguistic programming and to touch base on what I shared earlier about like me taking the antidepressants I think in my red pill moment um I realized that belief and faith is so important in this life like if you truly believe something like it's just like your thoughts and everything just coincide. Like it, it's just, it becomes almost you. Like you're, I don't know how to say it. Like your brain literally wire is wired the way you wire it. So I just had a moment where I was like, okay, what do you want to be like? And what don't you like? 
all right, how to cut this. All right, we're going to wire my brain into knowing like, that's okay. Let's get rid of this. I'm going to cold turkey this medicine, not because you should. I'm not saying if anyone's watching this, that takes anything to just stop it. It was my experience saying, I, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing like I had to keep affirming. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm healthy. And all of a sudden, I had no side effects. I'm supposed to have major side effects. I was going to say withdrawals or something. Withdrawals, everything. Nothing. Because when I wake up and I start feeling like a little sluggish, I, I don't believe it's anything negative. I don't, I, don't see, I don't talk to myself thinking, oh, this might be like an effect or, oh, this, let me look. And like the internet can be like your worst enemy, just like looking up stuff. And I just say, no. All I need to do is eat a great breakfast. Let me read, listen to good music. I do not listen to negativity anywhere. I don't watch my scary movies. I don't do any of that anymore. I literally close every door to anything that can Mm -hmm. affect me. Mm -hmm. So I guess I wanted to share on that point is take care of your environment because it's hard to like be positive and affirm good things when you have negative people all around you. Like you need to make your circle smaller and have a supportive group when you're going through this. And for me, it's not that I have a supportive group. I'm really by myself. I've been on my own since I was 18. Like a lot of people think like, Oh, you probably live with your mom or like you have a lot of support. And I don't, I've been paying everything since I was 18. And that's why I share my story because it's not easy you know, growing up, having to pay everything, but I managed because I knew I'd always be okay. Well, that people was- are better under the pressure. They learn not to adapt to the, to the, to this enslavement of it, but to, to overcome, you know, and yes. become more than that. No, absolutely. And I think in a, <laughs> it kind of sounds like, why are you grateful for that? But I'm grateful. I went to four middle schools and three high schools. Like that's not common for a kid to go through. That means it's super unstable. It means you're going everywhere. Well, it's all about, I just see that. And the first thing I think is your relationships, your friends, you have these shallow relationships growing up, you know, where it's like hi and bye, basically I'm here for a couple months. I'm over here now I'm over there. And that can really be very detrimental to a child's development and like how they, how they, how they make friends. They, they then become loners practically, but that's kind of cool because they become more independent and realize that no one else is in charge of them and they don't care about Stacy and their prom or whatever. Like they don't get into the drama of it all. (laughs) Um, But yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. And it's true, but you're right. Like I grew up not valuing like a lot of friendships or things. And I, I kept moving houses to houses like all the time. And it was just a few, like, the biggest accomplishment right now that I can say, like, I'm so happy is that I've been in my house where I live right now. I'm going on my third year and that's insane. To me, I moved an average of five times a year because I thought in my head, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. What's the next? What's the next? And I never stayed put enough to just focus. And so I guess my next point was just to be really clear on what it is you want. I just, I have a vision board and I just created a vision binder, which means like I just started printing out everything I want and I just put it in and I would write down, this is my car. It has this and this, it's a white interior Range Rover, white on the outside, red brake pads. I started specifying everything I want. And then in moments where I meditate, 
I close my eyes and I visualize everything. Like I'm walking through my house that I want. I'm I'm like getting the car keys and I see that it's a Range Rover. I see like the money coming in. I see me going on a TED talk. Like I start visualizing because visualizing is so powerful. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. You can, I guess, take your input on that. But like, don't you agree that if you can really visualize things, like it, it just comes to life? Well, okay, this is very common, and anyone can anyone can relate. Let's say you do get a car, like whatever Toyota Corolla, whatever. All of a sudden, you start seeing the Toyota Corolla everywhere. You're like, you're in your car, but like it's your car. But all of a sudden, you see them everywhere. It's this like it's this law of relativity, mm-hmm. and now everything's relative. And so you're like, oh my god, that's my that's my car, that's my car. And then you and then you're like, why do I see them everywhere? I never saw them before. It's kind of like, well, it's because you have one now and or you're looking for it. So same thing with Range Rovers. You're over here thinking about it every day. So anytime you do see one, you're like staring at it as it like drives by or whatever, because it's like, yeah. oh, and then and it's like, well, before you wouldn't have cared if it's a Corvette, you look and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter to you. But at, again, you're imprinting on yes. these cars and these different things. And I wanted to just say, I just thought about that Cardi B interview because your nails were all crazy. Like, just like <laughs> I just this Cardi B. I know I so talk cool. like this. Yeah, I know. No, no, oh but God. the nails overall just great, great feature. Um, but yes, it's the, it's great. The brain is amazing. Okay, so like what you said about okay, it happens to me. Uh, before I wanted to get a Jaguar F Type, like I had that visual like in my head, and I started seeing it everywhere. The thing is, our brain is a beautiful, powerful thing. Like you could, that's already proof that it's so connected with our, like our mind and like everything, like our personalities are just like a personality of the way we wire our brain. Like Mm -hmm. if I would have been raised in, like, I wouldn't have been me if I had different experiences from the beginning. And why I say that is because experiences wire you different sometimes. And Mm -hmm. with my I, I mean, rough upbringing, whatnot, has made me adaptable, has made me somebody that's an outside thinker. I'm, I'm a, an introvert, extrovert. I don't know if that exists, but that's me because mm-hmm. I like to be out on the camera talk, but there's moments where there's, um, I just need to be alone and that's okay. Like if you ever feel so overwhelmed by everything, you should take care of yourself. You you need to take care of yourself because if you don't, then you'll explode, and then then the negativity rolls. Well, then in. you get a divorce and you have three kids, and you're so that is that's what happens is people don't address these problems, you know, uh, early on, and they tend to blame everybody else around them yeah. about their issues. And um, hell, I mean, just decluttering your room can change your life. Um, so getting negativity out. And um, like, I mean, I can't show you my room because I've got a webcam, but I mean, it's like my room is like spotless and I have a bookshelf and I have only things that inspire me. And, and actually I keep things very modern. So I keep things very clean and clear. I don't have a lot of clutter on the walls or anything like that. I just yeah. keep my mind clear. Um, but anywho, so I'm going to mention this though real quick. So we're reaching like a 30 minute mark and I want to make sure that IGTV so if they, if you're listening on IGTV, then, um, you can't, you can't over 30 minutes, unless you have 10,000 plus followers, then you can put something an hour, but just oh, letting nice. everybody know anyone who's watching right now on IGTV, uh, we'll put a link on for YouTube. So I'm going to upload this to YouTube as well. 
And then uh, beyond that, I, we also have the podcast version of this. So you can listen to the whole, the whole thing. So we'll continue to go through your points and stuff and we'll still go, but I'm just letting everybody know on IGTV that it's going to run out and you're going to want to hear the rest of this. It's going to be great. So you can just always go to the actual podcast on Apple or Spotify, which are the main ways people get my podcast. I don't know about anywhere else, yeah. but there's Google and other podcast apps, but you can find me anywhere, Matrix Breakers, and you know you can just type that in so people will see. But anyway, just wanted to make sure that, that that's clear for everybody watching now. Um, but yes, continue with your yeah. the, the next thing you wanted to follow. No, I, I apologize because sometimes I get so passionate that my brain just goes crazy. And I'm like, yes, yes. I, I'm like been practicing how to like, like kind of relax a little. This is why podcasting <laughs> is good though, because it's such long form content that people, you know, keeping people entertained is it takes a long, a long while, but believe it or not, people will watch this entire thing. Um, people awesome. listen to all my podcasts because people are, people get onto podcasts and they're ready to actually listen to an entire hour. Yeah. Hell, I mean, sometimes Joe Rogan's are like three hours long oh, I know. and yeah. you'll sit there and listen to the whole thing. And so, uh, again, that's why podcast your people will more than likely actually finish it. But anyway, just wanted to mention that, yeah. but don't, don't, don't even, no, don't even bother. Yeah. That's awesome. We want to hear that. And, and again, I don't know if, I don't know if you had the other, if the other, any other things to share from like the content that you wrote down yes. or anything like that. But. Um, there was, there was one thing I wanted to talk on. Okay. Yes. So like the importance of what it is, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause a lot of people can see me and be like, that's just like one of those girls that say manifestation on law of attraction. It works. Like I don't want people to think I'm just trying to sell them on it. An idea. Like I genuinely freaking care about people's life. It, it hurts me to see people live a life that they don't want. Like I know how that feels. Like it's not good. And I would never want someone to grow old and feel like they lived a whole life of just regrets. Cause they, they were too scared to do what they wanted. And so I guess the whole idea for me, I'm still a student. I'm still learning just like you, how you're learning your stuff. Like we're just people actually putting forth action, putting ourselves out on social media, on YouTube, et cetera, because we just want to reach an audience to just say, Hey, we're human and we're learning all together and we're living in this world together. And something that I'm doing in my life is helping me. It could help you. Like mm -hmm. that's all that I want to do is help. I have no intention on trying to convince somebody something is real when it's not like I cannot ever sell something I don't believe in. Like, I don't know if you can see, like, I just want to jump up and down. Like, that's how passionate I feel. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess just, just to talk on just how your mind is so powerful. Like you can't lie to yourself, you know, how do I say well, your this? subconscious you really mind doesn't have a sense of humor. So technically when people do lie to themselves constantly, their subconscious mind doesn't know a sense of humor. So that it does develop negative beliefs, negative habits, all that stuff. And you, and you said that earlier though, um, which is what the law of attraction is all about, but it, the law of attraction is really dealing with the subconscious mind. It's actually the, yes. that's the science behind it. And what tends to happen is you're, you're framing your belief system in your mind. And so therefore, again, like we mentioned earlier, when opportunities or, or uh, negative circumstances present themselves in your life, you're going to identify with whatever your belief system is. And it takes a long, long time to develop new habits and new skills and uh, new ways of thinking to actually really detox that. 
Um, yeah. And we are physical beings as well. You know, I talk a lot about, I, I have wellness products and stuff that I sell and stuff, but it's like, we, we have to like rid ourselves of the, the toxins in the body because mm -hmm. our mind develops these, these different toxins. And of course, it's the food we eat and everything else. But, yeah. you know, we have to have a, a clean system where the molecular function of the body is good and, and yeah. clean throughout the body. And then the brain can actually function really well. Something that yeah. really hurts the brain, for example, the brain function is fluoride in the water. I don't know if anybody, you should always filter your water. You should always go and get alkaline water. If you're drinking city oh. water, even from like the fridge, you know, you're actually, it's, it's fluoride. You can look all this stuff up. But the point is, is like, we're, we're, the, the power of a mind is so important. There's also that physical aspect. <laughs> I think Avion's a good, good water company. Oh, yeah. I, Avion, right, this is good. <laughs> it's a good water company. Yeah. So uh, the, the thing is, is like, so everything we put into our bodies and everything we live. So our mental state is important, right? Um, neuro-linguistic programming, you mentioned that actually. So I have a friend who does that as coaching and stuff oh. and they, they actually do that, but they also realize how, again, how important their, the body is the healing, the trauma. I mean, there's trauma in your body from that one time you fell down on a skateboard. And yeah. so you, you, you know, when we embrace this idea, idea of personal growth and using our mind to create our life, we also have to like get massaged. And we also have to like take care of the physical body because we need to release yes. those, these toxins. And I've learned, I've noticed how the body might lock up or you start getting sore, you start feeling sick or you're not getting good mm -hmm. sleep. These kinds of things also can affect your mental capacity and what you're able to do and what you're able to accomplish. That's why naps yeah. are super clutch uh, and like other things to take care of. And it's actually going more inward and not just taking care of the mindset, but just taking care of your overall wellness, your well-being, you know? Yeah. And so your mindset and everything is so important. It's, it's a, it's a major key because again, if you're starting to say, I want to be better, I am better, I'm healthier, right? Your yeah. subconscious mind starts literally at the menu at this, at the restaurant, you're literally ordering healthier stuff because you're like exactly. telling yourself right all the time that you're healthier. So you're like, Oh, I need to just, well, also because you want to, because you want to eat healthier. Like a lot of people feel like, Oh, I have to, because no, like you want to, don't you want to feel good? Like you just have to start convincing yourself and telling yourself, no, I don't want that like shitty food because I'm going to literally feel like, so I'm going to literally like feel so bad after this. I don't want to do that to myself. Like you have to actually say it out loud because I have to, like, there's times where I'm like, I just really want like a, a thousand brownies. Like, I don't know why, but it's just what I want right now. And then I have to yeah. think to myself. Well, <laughs> I have to think maybe, to myself. Yeah, hey, you can have some <laughs> gluten-free, you know, brownies. It's funny because healthy eating and stuff actually is not what people think too. It's so funny. And, and again, probably didn't even when you get into that, but um, yeah. I, I don't know how many people's diets are or anything out there listening, but you know, like at the end of the day, you've got to like, uh, yeah, you can eat steak and eggs and butter. And that's actually like super clutch, believe it or not. It's like a really healthy meal. It's a staple meal right there. Uh, yeah. And that's pretty damn good last I checked. So again, eating <laughs> healthy is not what people think. You know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's better than what people think. And so there's ways to all, eat all the, all the life, you know. All the vegans looked at you like, how dare you? <laughs> I was actually going to like not tweet this out, but I was going to post this on Facebook and be like, uh, a shout out to all the vegans out there who are eating completely unhealthy to like save the animals some more, you know, to like, uh, and it's true. It is true. And I, I've seen a lot of vegans who I have, I've had so many vegan friends. I've I'd, actually, if you want to listen to a good podcast, you should listen to this vegan friend of mine that came on. I interviewed her and she, it, it's from vegan to carnivore. That's who she, oh. it's her journey. And it's a 
fantastic journey and she's all about health too she's obsessed with health and her body really? and she is now a full-on carnivore so she was a vegan for two years and yeah it's really fascinating i mean it's interesting it's, it, i don't want to get into that and offend anybody but like yeah dude no. vegans after two three years of veganism like hardcore you get your blood work done and you're you're fucking dying uh you know you're missing really? a lot of key elements out of the body and uh, if you're not supplementing properly then you you, you shouldn't be vegan but um if you're vegan you can, and you're supplementing then you should be fine um but Absolutely. you you really you're missing a lot of these key elements but anyway that's just uh again i'm matrix break Touch okay on so, that a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah the thing is is the matrix is even to people think that the most woke things are actually like one of the most actually like the opposite yeah. you know actually they're very hurtful they're very harmful things yeah, yeah. and there's science and research to back what i say up kind of thing anyway so that's what we really? talk about on the podcast but i really no i really appreciate you covering all this stuff and um giving a little touch on some of that personal growth because for me and anyone who's still listening to us babble on um i was in that position where i know right i was in that position where i was going and devouring personal growth books like constantly and i told melanie's and I ended up in a place where I just was kind of like getting bored and some of the personal growth books kind of repeated themselves. And yeah. I just kind of said, okay, I get it. I'm applying all these things in my life. I could be better. I could be worse, whatever. I'm going to move on. And so I actually started reading history books and mm -hmm. in history, which I say this, which is true. And, and it's, 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 it comes from a different person saying it, but history is stranger than fiction. And it's so true. Like our history of the planet and different things and factions and civilizations and stuff. It is so fascinating. It is so amazing. Yeah. And, and actually personal growth is completely riddled inside of all the struggles that humanity has faced in their, and their lifetime on this planet. And yeah. so I started reading a bunch of history and, and now it's like totally different. So I'm like applying all the personal growth stuff, but now coming around. So it's really nice to have like a refreshing look on the podcast and bring somebody on. That's like, we're like, Hey, we're highlighting how you can create a better life. And it's, it's interesting because yeah. the, the previous podcast was all about innovation and, and how we need to save humanity literally by telling them you can do anything. It's this big lie that, that is, is perpetuated even in the colleges and stuff that are, everything is just very cookie cutter and you're just going to yep. think a certain way. And, you know, you come out thinking a certain way about life, philosophy, God, or atheist, or whatever. You mm -hmm. have all these beliefs about the world, and then you just carry on. And so it's actually really debilitating to humanity. And we need to actually pump in a, a whole new dose of uh, ideas and letting people be creative and letting people be innovative and quit demonizing people for stepping out and doing whatever the hell they want to do. Like yes. just support them, dude. They want to shave their head and stuff like whatever, like just be with people, man, people. And, and this is this fundamental belief. And maybe Melanie lines this up, lines up with this, but it's this idea that humanity makes mistakes like humans make mistakes. Okay. But we overcome. And the only way that we're actually going to learn is by making those mistakes. Mm -hmm. Well, the control freaks in the world, the elites, the matrix, they want to develop government systems, political systems, okay, and, and technological systems that remove mistakes. They remove racism. Oh, they remove, like, you're trying to take away things that just so somehow, some way come naturally to people. And so when yeah. you, try to, you try to dictate everything that somebody believes and everything that somebody thinks, well, it's really hard because people are going to start thinking out of the box and they're going to start thinking yeah. differently. And, and it's this fundamental idea that we all have to realize like it is the, it is okay. Somebody wants to go and do something bad or negative. Like, 
Well, there's got to be a system in place where there's some consequences. Like, you know, they go rob the store or something like that. Like they're going to be, you know, they're going to be facing trial that, you know, cause you're robbing, not just from some big capitalist evil person. You know, you're robbing from somebody, you're robbing from, you know, a human. There's other humans that are there that are involved in jobs, whatever involved. And so we, when we think about all this stuff, we have to remember that we, we need to realize that people make mistakes. You're not going to create a utopian society. It's a toll. It's the biggest lie ever. We just have to mitigate risks and, and be empowering to people and just be like, Hey, okay, get on this journey, do your thing. I remember, and I'm gonna say this last thing. And then I want you to chime in my own mom. When I moved to Houston, I quit school. I was in Houston already living there. I was going to university of Houston, but I said, okay, I'm going to live here another year. And then I'm going to like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to live in Houston, you know, for another year. And I'm just going to do business and do stuff, do sales. And I did different things. My mom was driving me. She was helping me move, right? She did not approve of anything I was doing, but she was still my mom and she still helped me move. So on the drive back, I just told her, I was like, I was like, don't be so condescending. I try to clarify with her. I'm like, stop being condescending about what I'm doing. Just let me do what the hell I want to do. And I said, it won't be, I'm not an idiot. And she knew that about me. Uh, And so I'm like, I'm not an idiot. Let me just try this. Let me just try being different. And so she's like, okay, It, it clicked with her. It was like, it's just the, what all parents need to know, but it's like, she just thought into herself. She just said, okay, so I'm going to, you know, you're right. This is just one year. It's just a one year lease. Let's just see how you're feeling after one year. It's just one year. Like you're just doing your thing. Like, and so what happened is my mom always kind of operated like that where she just let me do whatever the hell I wanted to do. And by doing that, I actually failed faster, which is what NASA said that Elon Musk does that makes SpaceX more, uh, uh, innovative than NASA, right? Than government. Government can't create anything. They can pour all the money into it. They can put minds together. This is the Wright brothers, by the way. The Wright brothers, who were these bicyclists, they flew the first airplane. But there was actually like um, the Smithsonian and all the research was dedicated to flying an airplane. The, the aeronautics and the, and the, the, um, the aeronautics and then the, the, uh, the physics uh, that went into the flying the airplane. They had all the research they could possibly get. Government made it all happen. All the funding, all the money. And there was this one guy, I don't even know his name. That's how irrelevant he is. There was this one guy at the head of that project. They couldn't get the plane to fly. They couldn't make a plane fly. Mm-hmm. But then these bicyclists who were nobodies, who were quote unquote low class nobodies, they were bicycle mm-hmm. salesmen. They built the airplane and flew it and then, and then got a government patent. They got a patent and then they sold it. And then boom, we had the airplane. So again- and The other people were- yeah, exactly. And the other people were a waste of government taxpayer money. And so again, people don't realize like if you want innovation, outsource it. NASA's doing mm-hmm. that now at SpaceX. I did a whole podcast about it and, and all that stuff. It's super exciting. And so what Melanie is saying is like taking all this crazy shit I just said and just breaking it all down into this simple, simple mindset that everyone listening here, I don't care your color. I don't care your race. I don't care your creed or anything like it. You have the ability to have creative genius. Your body is designed for greatness and you might be full of toxins right now. You might be full of crap mentally and physically. And so you do have to consciously make a change and make a, make a difference in your life and make habits that are more positive. And then what will happen is more positive things will start to happen to you and you won't live as a victim, but we need to stop living as victims. Victimhood has become a, a cancer to society. Well, I'm black and I'm poor and I'm, a, it's like, wait a second, yeah. hold on. Let's, let's, I'm Hispanic, a bubble. I'm 30% native American. I, nobody really knows that about me, you know, but it's kind of like, I didn't go and apply for the scholarship when I went to college, you know, because it's kind of like, we, we can't be living in victimhood. 
You know, find out what's good in your life. Find out what's maybe could be worked on. Don't compare yourself to others. We live in the greatest country in the world. You can literally create whatever you want right now. You know, so we should go and focus in on that. Okay, but your thoughts on all that. No, I love it. I love it. I like what you said about like removing all like the toxins of your body because that goes into why I was juicing. I literally did that just to detox everything out so i could have like a blank canvas and just to talk on a little bit about the wright brothers that even ties into manifestation like that those two brothers like they could have just said no we're just bicyclists like oh no like we can't like look at them they're they have all the support of the government no like how we can't like if they would have just talked to themselves like that they wouldn't have and like made that plane fly but they believed themselves believed in themselves so much that there was no doubt like they were going to do it. And that's an affirmation that we're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I was, I was just listening, but I just, it's just this, <laughs> it's this mindset. Like it's what makes America great quote unquote. Uh, but it's like this idea, like, okay, anyone can accomplish anything. And when you, when you want to, when, when, when civilization needs an upgrade, you don't vote for that upgrade. You have to outsource to a free market and see, well, Hey, we want this to happen. And there's also a, a theory that changes everything where you have a person so innovative, so ahead of their time that they're creating a product that was not on demand, but he made it and then it became demanded. And that is Steve Jobs with the iPhone. Everyone told him, don't do it. This is crazy. Don't get into phones. Don't do that. You're, you're a computer guy. And he made the iPhone, the personal computer in this, this handheld device and it, there wasn't a market for it. No one, no one could even think of, of wanting one because they couldn't yeah. think of it, the possibilities. And so what happens is we all have to remember, we want a free market. We want entrepreneurs. And that's not what's being developed in schools all over the country and stuff. We yeah. are creating obedient workers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that everyone in school is like that, but again, you're being indoctrinated with that. And so we have to remember you can create anything you want in your life. You, yes. uh, I've done this with a partner. I had a love, a love, like a lover, a partner for like a year and a half. I dated her. I created her legit. Like I didn't make her in a lab, but I put I her like, on what? paper. I, know, right? uh, I, I put her on paper and I legit just kind of like, you know, actually thought about, you know, who I really wanted, what I wanted, what I didn't want and stuff. But I can go on and on about just different examples like that. But just really reiterating what we're saying here is we're literally trying to save the world by, by instilling a concept that is so important that people all oftentimes look over or they've heard about yeah. it, but they don't really consider it and they don't really practice it. But I'm telling you now, people yeah. need to put it into practice. Absolutely. And I know it sounds cliche, like believe in yourself, but just like you just said about Steve jobs, if he literally would have believed other people when they said, don't do it, there's no market for it. It wouldn't be here today because he didn't believe in himself enough to go do it than if he would have just listened. So that's what I was trying to say for this whole video and the whole manifestation law of attraction. It all goes together. Like you have to wire yourself into what you want to believe and what you want in your life. Then once you start practicing that and you really are wired to it and you believe it with all your heart, body, and soul, nothing can stop you. And when you start creating things and things start happening, you almost say, well, I don't know, like probably Steve dropped when he created it. He probably didn't know it would be as big as it was today. Like he just believed that, Hey, like I want to make this and let's go for it. Like 
and look where it's at right now. I think, I don't know if we talked on it, but I talked on someone else. I think Apple is in the trillions right now. What it's, it's worth. a two trillion dollar company. Two now. trillion. The first yes. company ever to do that. Well, they were the first like, one trillion, and now they're two trillion. And he's not even alive. Like that's you know he has created something that that's was beyond him. Exactly. So, I guess that's why I'm so passionate about this because, you know, it's so powerful alone just to believe in yourself. And when you believe in yourself, you start getting creative and you start like figuring things out and i just want people to know like live your life unapologetically like stop being sorry for being different or like wanting to do something like it's okay there's gonna be a lot of people that don't like what you're doing because it makes them uncomfortable or they just don't want you to succeed more than them or be better than them they just try to manipulate you in weird subconscious ways like you have to keep your circle clean from people um and i guess the other thing that i wanted to talk on is um Okay, so we talked on beliefs, talked on the manifestation. Oh, I wanted to say, I wanted to share something with you. Crazy. You know who Leonardo da Vinci is, right? Yeah. Okay, so I was looking into like, okay, how, how can you like self-isolate yourself into like rebooting yourself? Sometimes we feel so drained and we need just to get our creative juices going. Like, and I heard that Leonardo da Vinci, and don't, no one quote me on this, but this is what I was told. He got like lost in a cave, I think, for two years something like that came out with the blueprints of a helicopter like just out of random was like here we're gonna build this and they're like what is that like this is a helicopter it's gonna fly like mm-hmm. and i got so mind blown at that i was like who does that who just has all the pieces like and what that tells me is that your brain is way smarter than you anyone thinks like i think we like um it's underrated what we believe our brain is like our brains are so crazy intelligent. That's why I'm reiterating to people, educate yourself. Start learning how to use your brain. When you have opinions or you question things, that's beautiful. That means you're curious. That means you're growing your thought process on it. The people that don't question things, I question them. I'm like, why don't they think? Like, why, why don't they care? And it's okay. Some people don't care. But the audience that I want and obviously that you want are the people that are curious, that want to have more, that want to like educate themselves. Like maybe you know something that I don't, which is apparent, I mean, obvious, you know, probably so much that I don't know, but that's the beauty of it because I can talk to you and learn off of your experiences and your knowledge and gain from that. And that's why I think it's important. Yeah. It's so important to do these podcasts and these videos because somebody could just take a little something away from us and take it and someone from someone else and just create something beautiful. Because what we're saying is all positivity. Like there's nothing we're saying that wouldn't better you, you know? Yeah. One of the things that really benefits, not benefits, but just uh, that I admire is when somebody can come up to me and tell me, you know, like, yeah, man, you mentioned this on your podcast, or you told me this one day when we talked on the phone or whatever. And it was like, yeah, no, I've actually been doing this and I've researched that I've done this and I've seen this and I've, I've, I've applied this in my life, you know? And they're like, yeah, no, you actually like, because when you told me this, or then when you said that blah, blah, blah happened. And then, you know, I got this job or, you know, something, it's like really crazy. Um, and those are the kinds of people that are like super awesome because at the end of the day, they're the ones who 
really made it happen. Who, again, even like you said, they take one little thing from this podcast, for example, or whatever, or a lot of people are maybe even reminded of something during this podcast. Maybe they've heard something before, but they not, they haven't really, you know, taken it into consideration and yeah. actually made something happen out of it. Um, and you know, and my, my, my thing is I think in, in very grandiose ways. And so my thought is that we need you. I'm almost like always recruiting everybody here. I'm like, I need you to start being better and stop bullshitting your life yeah. and stop watching Netflix and just totally becoming brain dead and totally being absorbed, reprogrammed by the matrix. Like you need to literally break out of that and start getting to fucking work. Um, yes. And I told my friend that recently, like, just kind of like, and he understands that I have a podcast called a call to action for leadership. And the whole podcast is laying out the, 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 the situation that the world was in. This was right when COVID hit. And I was, and I had, I had already gotten gun, uh, guns, ammo, food, all of it in January. Cause I already knew what was about to happen. So I was like extremely plugged in. And I'm like, oh man, this thing out of China, I think something's going to happen. I was like, I was like, and I told my mom and everybody, and my mom was just telling me today, like just today, she was like, I can't believe that you were right about this in January. And you told me to prepare and you told me to do all this stuff and I didn't do it. And like, I'm so like, just grateful for you though, even telling me and she's laughing, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm just plugged in, dude. I know what's going on. Like mm -hmm. I'm trying to pay attention to this stuff. And, um, I told my friends, I remember telling my brother on the phone, uh, in, uh, in uh, February. And I said, Hey, listen to me closely right now. You go right now to Costco and you buy as much food as you possibly can. The shelves are going to empty out. I need you to get everything you possibly need, blah, blah, blah. And it just, it's just funny how like that stuff works, but that's just one example of like, uh, my friend Ricky, who I live with now, he was overhearing that conversation and he was like, he's all into astrology. So he's like, no, oh, dude, yeah. this is going to get crazy. Like, you know, it's he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, Dylan's right. By March, this is going to be like something crazy. And so he has this like, pro professor like knowledge on it. And he's like, no, we need to buy food today. So like they bought all this food. They did all this stuff they prepared. And then as the collapse came, then they were already good. And it was so cool because they were like, dude, Dylan, we're so glad you gave us that advice. And anyway, it's just people like that. And you said it first, but it's just people who would take this away, little things away from this situation and realize that, hey, there's a way to, to be better. And if COVID, which going back to that, was not an awakening experience for you, you're doing it wrong. Uh, this is not a normal thing. And I don't want to be negative, but if we don't fight to get out of this, this will forever be the new normal. This will be the change in our lives. I mean, you are not going to go to a Spurs game. That's not going to happen. Like yeah. people don't realize like, this is it. This is the, this is the tyrannical lockdown that if they could be successful with this, they won't let you back out mm -hmm. freedom. Like they won't actually let you. So it's so fundamental. Like if you were, you know, ditzying around a couple of years ago, doing whatever, not paying attention, not, not saving money. Actually, my message to everybody now is like, save more money and buy precious metals, like buy gold, buy silver, prepare for this stuff. I know this podcast wasn't about that, but it's just like people stop being a little bitch. Like literally, like you said earlier, you're not only are people like listening to the little bitch, they are the little bitch. Like they don't actually pay attention. They don't read, <laughs> the they don't study. Lives in, yeah. <laughs> yes. And they victimhood, everything's victimhood. And like, it's like victim points, you know, yeah. now that it's becoming religious to people to be more victim mentality. It's, it's disgusting. It's crazy. Well, why people victimize themselves and i've like already learned this is that 
and not to say I've never victimized myself ever in my life, but I understand and I can recognize that it's because you don't want to take responsibility and you don't want to feel like you are the reason why you're in where you are. Like you do not want to admit it. So then it has to be everyone else's fault or like your situation or whatever. And it's everyone else's fault, but your own. And that's just denial. Like you are in your situation because of you, because you can literally get yourself out of it. Life happens. I, I know that for sure, but it's temporary. So you got to keep it moving because if you dwell in that, like you're just always going to live there and nobody likes somebody that's always in a victim mentality. Like Ugh. you don't even, you don't even like yourself when you're in that. Like, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> and, and I, even if you're sick, I'm the type of person that when I'm sick, I'm, I'm worried because I'm probably inconveniencing somebody else. You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I really just can't get that glass of water or whatever. Like you all of a sudden become a burden Uh, and people live with their burdens, man. They just love it. And they, and it's, it's just disgusting because people don't know it, but like people are running away from you, man. They're trying to find excuses to like not hang out with you because you're such a Debbie downer and you're such a victim that it's not fun anymore. And everything's about victimhood. And um, it's so crazy. I mean, it, cl- it goes into political climate. It goes into everything. Everyone's just so sensitive. And, and I mean, have, yes. have you ever heard of triggered? You know, everyone's just so triggered. triggered. And, um, and what it is, though, is because the religion, it, it, there's no God anymore. Like God doesn't exist. They don't even, I mean, a lot of people, they believe in like the universe and stuff, which is probably healthier than being an atheist. But it's like when you don't have God and when you don't have some kind of a spiritual, you know, foundation, what happens mm-hmm. is a religion, we are uh, destined to be religious or be spiritual. So we want to be spiritual. We just, mm-hmm. you know, don't know how. And so what happens is our religion is replaced by indoctrination. So whatever is the outrage of the day, we're all on board with it. If it's yeah. because you, it's somebody who doesn't wear a mask, that's the new outrage, you know? So we're mm-hmm. yelling at people who don't wear masks. Uh, but then, and then, and then this whole rioting, this race rioting, well, you're not, you know, this or that color or whatever. It's, it's like, wait, that's exactly. So it's just yeah. crazy, but you're, it's a new religion because people who are not religious, they make them sacred cows. I don't know if you that's knew this. That's another thing. I'm, oh, sorry, go on. Sorry. I'm going to say this one thing about sacred cows. Okay. I don't know if you knew this, where this came from, but the Europeans, the Dutch and the British and the Spanish and the Portuguese were all like fighting and in, in, in these wars and stuff for the trade and the spice trade and the spice islands and like Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, like all the modern day, those countries, there was a spice islands and there was all being ruled by different sultans and stuff. And so these European powers took like trade routes and stuff. And they would always be in these different Indian or tropical regions, right? And so what happened was these natives that lived there, for some reason, they thought cows were the sacred animal and they worshiped cows. And so they had them as a religion and it was a part of their religion that their native religion was cow, cow worship. And so the Dutch, uh, there were stories about the Dutch and the British who did this too, but the British or Dutch, like they would like, you know, obviously eat cows, they eat cows in Europe. So they would like be starving to death. I mean, they just got off these, these you know, weeks of, of, of sailing. And so they would kill the cows. And then what, in one story in particular, they like killed a cow, harvested the carcass, and then like got on a rowboat and like rode boat like back into their ship. And it was this, it was this scene because uh, the, the captain of the ship didn't know that the, the other sailors like, you know, were, were basically trying to sneak a cow. So they tried to sneak a cow. They come and so then the captain's off ship and he's meeting with the tribal leaders. And then yeah. before the Dutch guy could even get back, there was the natives came in and said, 
hey, these sailors just ate the cow and it was a sacred cow. So you, you can't do that. And so then all of a sudden everyone just draws their swords like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie and literally just became like a freaking manslaughter. It was so crazy. Oh but it, it, yeah, I know that's just like a real history. It's like a real story. And, um, and so people don't know, but that's sacred cow. That's where it comes from. And people have these sacred cows now. All of a sudden, everything's a sacred cow. So you're, when you speak to somebody, everything's super fragile. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to be very careful about what you say to who. And we just can't live like that, dude. We can't live like that because that's, har- that's harmful. Go ahead. Yes. No. And um, just kind of what you were saying about the sacred cow, like it's their belief that it's sacred. So therefore it is sacred. You know what I mean? It is. So for the people that don't know, they don't believe it is. They have no association with that. So like, that's what I'm trying to say about wiring the brain. Like, uh, I, I can go on on that, but I was going to touch base on like the masks that you were talking about. Yeah. I see so many of these videos where like people refuse to wear a mask. They're like, no, like they're just mm-hmm. fighting it. And I just think it's like, I think there's just a lot of angry people in this world and it's not the mask. It's not like, it's not that it's just, they're so angry that anybody on the outside that tries to like trigger them on mm-hmm. like, like trying to give, make them like confined into rules. Like they just explode. So when I see these videos, I always think to myself, like, I wonder what kind of pain they're going through because there's no reason to be that crazy over just wearing a mask that everyone is required to do just to help each other out. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing against, like there's nothing that we're doing directly towards you. And so that kind of goes into play about like what you believe yourself in. She pro- or not she, but like people who do that, I call them the Karens, right? <laughs> but like yeah, the yeah, Karens yeah. of the world, <laughs> they, they just have this belief over themselves that they're victims, that they're being attacked, that they're this and that. And therefore that will happen. And guess what that is? That's you affirming, that's you manifesting what you are believing. So then it does happen. So when you wonder and you sit there like, I don't know why this happened to me. Well, check yourself, see that what words you're affirming out, see your attitude, see how you wake up. Because if I'm always going through my day saying, oh, I hate today. Oh, it's so hot. Oh, I hate when my car does this. Oh, like you're literally asking for it. Like you mm-hmm. are asking for more things to happen to you. So that's right, why, right. and that's a, that's the last thing I was going to talk on on my side was be careful of your words. Now that I start hanging out with people, like I realize how negative, like you can joke with people. Like I, it's probably horrible that this is probably not a joke, but like, you know how, when you're like, Oh, oh my God, I want to die. Like, Oh, but right. you don't mean that. It's just an expression. Like, I stop that now because I'm like, I don't want to die. I don't want any of that coming towards me. So like when my yeah. friends go, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, I want to kill him or oh, I want to kill myself. It's like, no, stop. That is such like, a I- great point. I do catch myself all the time. Like, well, not, I, well, I used to, but I don't do that anymore, dude, ever. I never say negative talk about myself ever. I am always like, Oh my gosh. That's so funny that you say that because it is possible. It is possible. I will say this to everybody listening. It is possible to stop doing that. I, yes. I noticed that stuff or I'll be like, you know, like, Oh man, I just want to like, you know, I hate this or hate that or, or like, man, yeah. Or I want to kill myself or something like that. Like even me just saying that it's like, dude, I, I don't even think about that. And every time I say something negative, I actually catch myself 
And then I like affirm stuff that I immediately after I'm like, Oh wait, no, I have a great life. I have a great life. And so I start to actually do that. And then, um, but after a while, I I don't even do that anymore. It's so cool. I don't talk negatively, even if I'm playing a volleyball game or something, I'm always like, it's like, it's like my team sucks. It's like, you know, 17 to 10, like there's definitely like no real way to get catch up. But I'll always yeah. be like, we're, we're winners, like we're going to win. It's just, you know, I know it's kind of optimistic, like thinking, but yeah. No, but it's, it's totally better true. too. Cause like, why, w- like, and I, and I get it. Cause I used to do that. I used to always joke, like every time like I messed up on something, like I would tell my friend, like, all right, time to go find a bridge. I know that's horrible. Like who says that? Like, I know, but like, it was like, a f- it was so funny. We laughed cause it was of course not true. But because we're affirming it and because we know and register what that really is in our heads, our brain doesn't know the difference of like you were saying, the sarcasm and anything like it doesn't read that. So that's why right now, like the way I'm practicing the law of attraction manifestation affirmations is saying the things I want to be true and what I want to believe. So I cannot allow any type of negativity in. That doesn't mean I don't have issues or problems or can't recognize them. Yeah, I, I recognize issues and I go, all right, I'm going to get through it and I'm going to figure you out, overcome you and keep it going until I get to the next one and then keep doing the same thing. I will mention this in, and in closing. So we'll, and then it looks like we need to have another podcast together because I know <laughs> there's a lot to share. Um, I have some advice for everyone and then also yourself, which is when situations arise and happen recognize them, uh, deal with them, understand them. But my thought on making decisions is never make a decision on a bad day, you know? And so, especially when it comes to like your life, your career, your relationship, your anything, you know, um, don't make a decision just, just because Although you feel like, you know, for sure I'm breaking up with him, you know, or you, you feel like, you know, for sure, but it's kind of like in that moment, like just, you're also emotional. So why don't you, it's like marinate with what just happened to you. You were just cheated on, or you were just, you know, what, even no matter what it was, just consciously think, don't make a decision on a bad day. Realize that just let the follow through with the day you got in a car accident. Just let things connect, dude. Don't be making decisions about it. Just be like, this is cool. This is what happened. And, and then re reapproach the situation when you feel ready. And I always feel like, not like you don't have to be happy, but when you're happy yeah. and you're excited and you think about something that was negative or something that was bothering you, you're like, Oh my gosh, easiest solution. Boom, 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 boom. I know I can do it because I can do this and I've done it before. And for some reason you're having a whole different perspective and you're just actually thankful that you didn't make that decision. And especially when it comes to other people and relationships, you should never, and you touched on this earlier, but you should never use absolute language. Like you should never Mm -hmm. call somebody and be like, I never want to talk to you again. You know, it's kind of like, that's not true. Also you're lying because you will talk to them again. Yeah. So you're lying to yourself and now you're developing a pattern of lying and then your words don't line up with your actions and there's a word for it, but being congruent, yeah. it's like now I don't speak any, anything that I don't actually mean. And it's so hard sometimes because they're like, they tell you, you know, Melanie, like come out tonight to my birthday. It's this Saturday, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's kind of like, okay, you know, don't say anything. Don't say yes or no. Just be like, just be like, I would love to come. It would be a great time, but 
please remind me 24 hours before or something like that. Yeah. And like put it on your schedule, but like just know anything can happen. Yeah. And so never be an absolutist where you're like, yeah, I'll for sure be there, you know, because yeah. anything can happen. You know, you could have something else pop up. And so try to use less absolute language and always yes. be like, maybe, or yes, or sometimes, or I, I want to, I'd like to, you know, uh, but when it comes to your affirmations and stuff, when it comes to yourself personally, what you're trying to do, yes, you should use absolute language. Like I am this, I yes. affirm this. That's fine. But with others in your relationships, you need to be congruent with, when you're with commit, what you- When you're committing to things you don't know if you can commit to is what you're probably saying. Yes. You, a principle that I've established is uh, character. And part of character is mm -hmm. never make a promise you can't keep ever. Yeah. And uh, I do that. I do that all the mm -hmm. time. And so with me, like just anything with anything, yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to change your life. And a lot of people need this bad, yeah. you know, but that's me. I want to say one thing. Yes, please. Wait, wait. <laughs> Just one little thing in between. Okay. So I love it. Cause you have Abe Lincoln back there and you were talking about how like you shouldn't make a decision on a bad day. And he is like the king of it. Like he has made it known in history that he literally will write letters to people like on how he feels. And I don't think he even ever sends it. I think right, he's thing. burned them and stuff and, and ceremonial. Yeah. But I love it because it's all his emotions. He feels right there and then he releases it. And that, that's powerful stuff, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I thought so I'd funny. share that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Trump, Trump himself was asked about his tweets on an interview. <laughs> and it was like a funny interview. And it was like, you know, more like, so do you regret tweeting sometimes? And he goes, you know, you know, back in the day, and he actually didn't mention like Abe Lincoln, but he mentioned somebody else. And he's like something about letters and stuff. He's like, it used to be just, you know, you write a letter and, you know, you put it in your desk, you know, and then you don't send it because it was, oh, that was a bad letter. I would yeah. never send that. And uh, he said that he's like, no, I regret, I regret. I look at tweets and I'm like, oh yeah, I could have said that better. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It just was funny to hear him say that. But um, like, anyway, admit but, it. <laughs> yeah, admit that and be like, no, I do. I do think about that. You know, it's, it sucks. But um, yeah, no, absolutely. Everybody needs to realize that you, you want to have that. There is actually a whole a whole uh, ceremonial practice, by the way, when it comes to, like journal about like a breakup or somebody like somebody in particular that you really just want to say whatever to, and you write a letter to them and it's like super long, whatever. And then you do this thing where you like burn it and it actually, be, it's actually more of a ceremony and it, it yeah, that's a real thing. You can look it up um, yeah. and people do it. People talk about it, but, um, but we'll have to revisit this another time. I'd love for you to come yes. back on here and share more about your journey and different topics you want to talk about and uh yes. i'm really excited for you so thank you thank you for having me on i was this was great i think what time oh okay it went a little longer than expected <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was awesome thank you so much yeah absolutely so i'm gonna stop the recording now guys you guys are amazing thank you for listening uh please leave a rating review send it to your family friends yada yada you know the deal you guys have a great rest of your day peace bye